Now, this coming Friday, 30th of August, is Grief Awareness Day. That's tomorrow. It was originally started in America five years ago, but has become recognised internationally in recent years. Now, it's about overall grief, um, the loss, perhaps, of a loved one, perhaps the loss of a relationship, whatever it might be. But, of course, it also applies to losing a pet. Um, Pete the Vet, Pete Wedderburn, is with me now. We did talk about this uh, not so long ago. We did, yeah. Um in early July, there was a member. There was a pet remembrance ceremony we had at the Unitarian Church, and we were talking about it then. Um, I, I think it's actually worth talking about again because it is such a big issue. And I, I often realise that as a vet, I witness directly. I witness death probably about over five times or even ten times more commonly than doctors because pets have such short lives. And so they keep dying. They, they only live for a short while, then they die. And just because it's a short life doesn't mean that it's it doesn't have a huge impact. And so when people lose their pets, they're emotionally very distressed sometimes. Um, and I, I, I think the main one of the main issues here is to get other people to accept Yes, people are genuinely terribly upset. They're not making it up. It's not just an animal. As far as they're concerned, um, they've lost a, um, a being that they were emotionally deeply attached to. And the grief they witness, the, the grief they feel is just the same. So we need to give people yeah. space for that. And the idea is that tomorrow on Grief Awareness Day, if you know somebody who's lost a pet, then just talk to them about it. Say, Just ask them how they feel. And often that helps to unbottle some of the tension and angst they may be feeling yeah. inside but not saying anything about. Now, dogs and cats can be very special in people's lives uh, and often people say, oh, just get another one. They can be incredibly heartless like that, yes. And indeed, recovery from grief does sometimes involve distracting yourself and part of that distraction can be to have another animal in your life. But it's not for everybody and that certainly is never a replacement as such. All right, so mm. just be sensitive around people yeah. who have uh, lost a pet. Mm. Now, the question's coming in. I have two little girls, four and six, and I don't know how, but they are afraid of dogs. The tragedy is, is that my husband and I love dogs and think that one would be such an asset to our family family. We put our names down for a retired guide dog, thinking that their calmness would be beneficial to the scared girls. But we don't know if we'll be approved or even if that's the right move. What do you recommend to help them get over their fear? As an aside, we're not interested in getting a smaller animal either. That's Maria in Wicklow. Well, Maria, I, I actually think this is almost a question for a, a behavioural psychologist, a human behavioural psychologist rather than a vet. Because really, what it's about is how your children are reacting. It's not about the dog. I mean, obviously, a calm, gentle dog is going to be much more acceptable to them. But at the same time, you need to make sure that you're, you're making the right moves that, that are not going to distress them further. I think it's actually very, very common, almost normal for young children, like four and six years of age. It's normal for them to be anxious about dogs because dogs are big, hairy things that are unpredictable to some extent and a child doesn't know whether a dog rushing towards them is going to be friendly or aggressive and they may have seen stuff on telly or wherever uh, with dogs that are aggressive so it's, it's quite natural for them to feel fearsome fe uh, fearful um, I think rather than rushing and getting a dog I would wonder about if you know somebody who's got an utterly placid easygoing lump of a dog 
even just visiting their home so your children can see that dog in the corner of the room and realize that's not something to be so frightened of. Um, but further than that, I think you're making the right kind of moves. Guide dogs are lovely, lovely animals and yeah. um, retired ones or ones that have just failed the training for some yeah. simple I'd reason. I'd say there might be a bit of a queue for those there would, kind of dogs. There, yeah. would be, there would be. We're adopting two kittens, a brother and a sister. We hope to have them as outdoor cats. We've approximately an acre and a very large shed for them to call home, so space shouldn't be an issue. What do we need to purchase to give them a comfortable home? Also, would you have tips on acclimatising them? That's from... Alex. Well, Alex, um, it's interesting what you're doing because it's a bit different to the standard contemporary idea of having a, a, a kitten or a cat as part of your family and in your home. Um, so it's a more traditional kind of cat ownership. And I suppose the first thing to do is you would want to, to keep them shut in for at least two weeks beforehand because um, they have to orientate their internal compass so that they know what home is. Um, what do you need to buy? Well, the equipment-wise, obviously food bowls, water bowls. I, I would wonder about getting some sort of um, structured, uh, like a cat, tree for them something with beds mm. and purchase them to sit on and um, although to some extent they will find those things naturally if they're outdoor cats I'd also say to you it's really really important that you engage with your vet to make sure that you have vaccinations and parasite control and neutering and neutering those, those yeah. three things really they're all key to Be having a successful cat best way to get them used to the shed would be to get old pad of mice and throw them in there. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, not sure about that one. They'll find their own mice. That's, what, no they'll doubt. Do. That's yeah. what they'll do. Uh, my collie dog is 14 years old. He suddenly lost control of his bladder this morning. He's generally in good form and has just started treatment for a dry coat by my vet. Uh, Prednicortone, 5 milligrams and Adaxio shampoo. Any advice from Gronya? Well, Gronya, the clue to the problem is the treatment your vet's prescribed because prednicotone 5 milligrams that's prednisolone that's a type of steroid what steroids do to dogs is they cause them temporarily to have a big increase in thirst often and as a consequence a big increase in uh. urine production so whereas your 14 year old dog is probably quite able to hang on to the normal amount of urine he produces because the steroids will have caused him to have a bigger amount of urine suddenly he can't hold it it's not his fault it's just a physiological process so i would give you a better call and tell them this has happened but this one is and unsuitable See, do different dogs react in different ways to those kind of drugs, and your vet will probably suggest a different regime to, to sort things out, and that should help the, your dog's bladder. A comment from uh, uh, a texter, I lost my boxer four years ago, still not over it, so mm. uh, there you are. Now, can you ask Pizza Vet, I have a 13-year-old lab, I'm thinking of getting a new pup, would it be advisable to get one while the 13-year-old is still alive, or wait till he's gone to doggy heaven? I'm not sure he'll last much longer. I suppose that's about, would it stress the dog mm. to have a new one, in, or would it... Stimulate him. Stimulate him, yeah. Yeah, that depends on the individual dog. So I, I, I know plenty of older dogs, but this has worked really well well, where they've been slowing down and losing interest in life, they get a young companion and suddenly they have to keep up and and there's a spring in their step and they're, they've, they're more alertness in their eyes and it's worked really well. I have seen one situation where it worked out very badly and it happened to be a 13-year-old Labrador who wasn't used to other dogs in the house at all and he did not like other dogs. So the people got a puppy and then for the next two years while the dog was alive, they had to keep them in separate rooms and it was really a bit of a disaster. So I... I would judge, make a judgment based on how your dog gets on with other 
other dogs. If he loves other dogs, then definitely it could be a good thing to do. I have an 11-week-old Springer Spaniel pup. She will not sleep alone. She's sleeping in bed with me. I bought a cage. She goes in and out of it, but I haven't used it at night yet. She howls if left alone. Also, she doesn't like being alone anywhere in the house or in the garden. She's nipping too, and the children don't like it. Any advice would be great. Caroline, it's quite difficult to say this, really, but you're making... All of the mistakes that a typical, inexperienced, naive new dog owner makes. And it's not your fault. You just don't have the knowledge or the experience. Um, and and what, I should, what I'd say to you is you need to engage with somebody who has knowledge and experience. Go to a puppy training class. Ask your local vet where one is if you don't know about where one is. And you'll find that they'll give you all sorts of tips which will sort out all of these problems. These are absolutely typical early problems that people have with new puppies yeah. and there's nothing unusual about it it's not the dog's fault at all um it is your fault because you're not engaging with the puppy in the right way and as a result if you get advice on this you'll be able to change things around once in the bed very hard to get them out ah, of the bed. still early days it's still early days <laughs> all right um you're doing facebook live in yeah, a moment or two facebook.com forward slash and news talk fm and you're also Doing your triathlon this yeah, weekend. Yeah, it's an exciting weekend. I'm joining about 50 other age group athletes. That that means people older than their prime, over the age of 30, I guess. And we're all heading out to Lausanne in um, Switzerland for the World Triathlon Championships. Um, and I'm competing from, like in my section, my, my age group, there's um, 150 athletes from the States, Canada, Australia, all over the world, actually. Oh, well, so it's going to be great fun. Yeah. If you go to PeteTheVet.com, I've just written a blog all about it so people can read more if they want Very to. Very good. Pete Wedbrun. Pete the Vet uh, will continue conversations on uh, uh, Facebook.com.